Welcome and thank you for joining me for story number three. It is I, Captain Sankara. Today we are going to read a story from the people of Gabon called Akendambani. Long ago, long before our fathers lived, in a far country there lived a king called Reju. That king had a daughter called Arondo. Arondo was beautiful, more beautiful than all the girls of the country. Reju said to the people, Though a man will ask my daughter in marriage and present me with great many slaves, gods and tasks for every, so that he might soften my heart to have her, he cannot have her. I want only a man that shall agree that when Arondo will be ill, he must also be ill. That when Arondo dies, he must die also the same day. Years passed by. No one came to ask Arondo in marriage, for all were afraid of the law the king had made. No one been willing to die when she died. There was a man in that country called Akendambani never goes twice to the same place. Many names among the tribes of Equatorial have a meaning, and remember that Akendambani means never goes twice to the same place. Akendambani came to the king and said to him, I come to marry Arondo, your daughter, the one you have made a law concerning. So I have brought no ivory or slave or goats. I come without the things, for I agree to die when Arondo dies. So Reju gave his beautiful daughter, the pride of his heart, the loveliest woman of his dominion, to Akendambani. Akenambani was a great hunter, but as his name implied, he never went twice to the same place in the forest to hunt, but his name did not prevent his moving about his own village. After he married Arondo, he went hunting, and one day he killed two wild boars, after which exploit he returned to the village of his father-in-law, carrying one of the boars on his back. He went to Reju and said, Father, I have killed two wild boars. I bring you one. The king said, Thank you, my son. Go and fetch the other. Then Akenambani replied, when I was born, my father, in giving me my name of Akenambani, gave me a coin or a law never to go twice to the same place. So the other wild boar was lost, as no one could tell where it was to be found in the forest. Then he went hunting again and killed two antelopes. Of course, Akenambani said he could not go and fetch the other. Shortly afterwards, Akenambani killed two beautiful bongos and brought the other one back. Then the people came and asked him to show them the way so that they might fetch the other one. But Akenambani said, You know that if we do not keep the law that our father gave us, we are sure to die. I do not wish to die for a bongo, so I cannot go. He thus went shooting month after month, but he will not go back to the same spot. One fine evening, as Akenambani was sitting in front of his house, the people came to him and said, A people called Orunguos have come. They have come to trade and also to buy ten slaves. Akenambani turned to his wife and said, Let us go and meet the Orunguos. Who? are still in their canoe on the river bank and who have come to be my guests. Then he went and met the Orunguos. Akenambani took a chest of goods and put the chest on the head of his wife, and he himself took a sword and they returned to their homes, leaving the Orunguos on the beach. A month passed away since Orunguos had left, and the chest which the Orunguos had brought and which Arondo carried to her house had not been opened. One evening Arondo said to her husband, Let us go and see what is in the chest. So they went and took the cover off, and inside they discovered the most beautiful things that had come from the white man's country. The chest was quite full of beautiful clothes. Arondo desired her husband to take two fathoms of one beautiful cloth as she liked it. So Akendambani cut off the two fathoms. The chest was then closed again, and they left the place. Then Akendambani seated himself on a stool, and Arondo, on a bed, she began to sew. She had only pierced the cloth four times with her needle when she exclaimed, Husband, husband, I begin to have a headache. Akenembani replied, Take care, take care, do not be sick if you do not wish me to die. 
and he looked her steadily in the face. Arondo called again, Akendambani, Akendambani, my husband, do tie a string around my head, for I have a great deal of pain. Then Arondo tied a string around her husband's head also, though he had no headache. In a short time, Arondo began to cry again, for she suffered greatly, and her headache was getting worse and worse. Akendambani was becoming frightened, for he did not want to die. The news of Arondo's illness spread all over the village and soon reached the ears of King Reju, her father. The whole people of the village came to see Arondo, and many were around her when she was crying and calling on her father. The king said, Do not cry, my daughter. You will not die, my child. As soon as Arondo heard this, she mourned, Ah, father, father, why do you say I will not die? For you know that if you mourn, death is sure to come. She had hardly uttered these words when she died. The people mourned and wept, putting their hands over their heads. Reju said, As my daughter is dead, Akenambani must die also. Akenambani answered, I will die, that I may be buried with Arondo, my wife. So Akenda was killed. The king ordered a slave to be buried alive with his daughter. They were also placed in her grave ten dishes, ten jars full of palm wine, ten baskets, ten tusks of ivory, and many other things, among which was the chest of the Urunguos. The place where the people are buried is called Njimai, and there they lay the bodies of Akenambani and of Arondo, side by side in one grave, laying over them the spears of Akenambani, his battle axe, the bed upon which his wife had slept, his cutlass, and his hunting bag. Then the people said, Now let us cover the grave with sand, which they did until a little mound was formed. Then Agumbai, the village speaker, said, King, there are leopards here. As soon as Reju heard this, he cried, Do not build a mound over the grave of my child, for fear that leopard may see it, scratch up the earth, and eat the body of my beautiful daughter. They replied, Let us take these things back and dig a deeper grave. Then they took away the things and seated the bodies of Arondo and Akendambani on two seats. When they had finished their work and thought the grave to be deeper enough, they replaced all the things they had taken out. Then they lifted the body of Arondo and laid her gently in the grave. Next they took hold of Akendambani and raised him gently to place him by the side of his wife. But he opened his eyes and mouth and said, Don't you know I never go twice to the same place? If any of you attempt to place me again in that tomb, I will kill him, for you know I never go twice to the same place. Then he rose and accompanied by the people, returned to the village, and when Reju saw him, he said, How is it that Akenambani has returned? I thought he had been killed and buried. Up to the time of Reju, when a husband or wife died, the survivor was killed, but Akenambani broke the law by rising again from the grave. Since then, no one is killed on the account of the spouse dying. Thank you for joining me, and I hope that you've enjoyed this story.